Today's Your Stories is brought to you by the Red Eye. There are better things to do during your commute than stalk your ex on Facebook. Do Chicago better with the Red Eye mobile app. Get it from the App Store or Google Play. Thanks, Red Eye. This is something we haven't done in a while. This isn't our stories, which it's your stories, but we're in a studio and it's just the Nerdalogs talking. So that's cool because you like to hear us talk, right? Uh, of course you do. No one's saying anything because we're not live. I'm not I'm not used to talking to nobody, <laughs> but there actually are there are a couple people here uh, that we're going to talk to today, and they are here because they have a new podcast in the Nerdalogs family. Uh, it's called uh, Sports Retorts with Huli and the Joe. So of course we have the Joe. Joe Gennaro is here. Hello. And then, but we don't have uh, we don't have the Huli, which I- is crazy. We have the the unnamed third partner in Sports Retorts, Mary That's Beth true. Smith. Hello, hello. Yeah, uh, we were bummed that Huli couldn't make it. We're definitely going to get him back either in this uh, our stories studio or on a your story stage soon uh so that people can um be auditorily introduced to him yeah uh he seems from the sports retorts i listen to he seems like a great guy i've never actually met the man oh but yeah he, he's a wonderful dude yeah super funny uh super quick like fat like he runs fast like uh, he's good at running. Na- I'm, i don't think i've ever Maybe. seen Huli run i don't think i have either but i feel like he could he's pretty athletic yeah. yeah. I feel like he's the dude who can run fast with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> yes. Not that I think that he smokes, no. but he just seems like if that he, kind of guy. He is kind of like action hero sport. Yeah. Sporty. <laughs> Athletic. Yeah. yeah. He's like John McClane sporty. Yeah. 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 Uh, for sure. And like crafty and take no shit. Mm-hmm. I just want to see an action movie with Julian right now. That would be great. <laughs> that's, our, that's our next video project. So, guys, what what is Sports Retorts? Why don't you why don't you tell the your stories listeners about this new Nerdalogs podcast that we have? For sure, um, Sports Retorts is a reimagining of a show that the three of us did last year at Comedy Sports here in Chicago. Sports um, with a Z. Correct. Yes. One word. Sports with a Z. Yes. Um, I believe it's Camel Case, capital C, capital S. I believe you're right. Um, that way, when they shorten it, they can use capital C, capital S, lowercase little, little Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just cracked the code. Um, uh, when we did it on stage, it was called PTI, Pardon the Improvisation. Um, it, it was meant to be kind of a, a lampooning of talking head sports shows, um, in particular PTI, pardon the interruption, um, except we played two characters, um, Ed McMahon, no, not Ed McMahon, um, Ed McDuffie and Hank Zielinski, um, who were two talking head sports guys, and we would cut away for our commercial breaks to um, a pool of improvisers that we had that were meant to kind of pull stuff from what we were talking about. Um, or we had special guests on. A uh, uh, fellow Nerdalog member, Katie Johnson-Smith, came on, and she played a, uh, a little girl, like 12-year-old girl who was obsessed with Reggie Miller. Um, which is not like a giant stretch no it's not that's why she was it was basically just herself at 12 yeah (laughs) exactly um 
but uh we had a lot of fun doing it while we had the run there um it was a thursday night 10 o'clock show didn't get like a whole lot of turnout but we had so much fun with it that we never really wanted to put the idea down totally so when we thought about about how to remount it we thought that maybe a podcast would be kind of the right medium for it um and allow us to kind of hit the weekend update style jokes that we wanted but still give us a little bit of time and give us a little bit of room to stretch our legs on some topics that we really wanted to explore a little bit more yeah i think that um in that like changing of the mediums it definitely uh allows for a little more like it's more forgiving of that talking head structure. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because I think that one of the things about the stage show is that you wanted to keep something about it as a like moving piece. You know what I mean? Having the improvisers, um, and it not just being the two of you sitting at a desk, but podcasting has kind of become the place to go for extended, you know, joke telling and thought, processing Mm -hmm. uh so i think it was a really fun uh transition and uh back in the when we did the stage show a year ago um i was on uh what we call in the biz uh a god mic i I had a mic that um was broadcast out over the audience so i could kind of uh fit shoehorn in my like tags to jokes or uh keeping the show moving along as a host Mm -hmm. um and uh, little, you know, sound cues and things like that. Uh, Mary Beth's character was named Delinda. <laughs> Delinda and uh, both Hank and Ed were mm-hmm. always fighting over my uh, mm-hmm. my uh, attention, I guess. Um, last year, we, like the, um, right on the week of Valentine's Day, Huli brought a uh, prop to the show to use as a bit. And he was like, I brought something for Delinda. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? And it was a box of chocolates. And he was like, yeah, it's a half-eaten box of chocolates. Sorry. And I opened it, and each individual chocolate had had half of it bite bitten off. And I died. I thought that was such a good bit. <laughs> so it's pertinent for me to uh, bring that up uh, Um and with it, with the holiday coming back around, and uh, that was the caliber of, of jokes that were being portrayed, I guess. <laughs> but it's, so in the podcast, you guys are not characters. You are yourselves. Correct. Yeah, we are Joe Gennaro, Brian Houlihan, and Mary Beth Smith. Um, but aren't we all playing characters, really? Oh, you just blew my mind wide open, buddy. <laughs> characters uh, wanted. Also, yes. This, <laughs> hey, yeah, this is on, USA. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that is USA. I was going to say TBS, like some uncultured swine. No. <laughs> but if you had very said that, that would have been funny, Eric. Very funny. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> <laughs> they still show wings on USA. Uh, <sighs> Only when you're lucky. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we are we play ourselves, and we uh, do a weekly podcast. We uh, record on Mondays typically, and uh, typically release on Wednesdays, and kind of just cover that week's um, headlines. Um, so last week, our, our episode last week, we broke down the Super Bowl. Um, I bet that this week we'll talk a lot about the NBA All-Star Game that was happening this past weekend. Um, yeah, yes. we just try to have some fun and, and try to talk about stuff that we wanted. Because like one of the very first episodes, uh, the very first episode, um, Hooli really wanted to talk about um, the Washington Redskins, the NFL team. Um, and we 
broke down about how terribly offensive that name is and gave them some alternate suggestions, like going by the DC Redskin Potatoes, um, stuff like that. So we, we have talked about uh, Catherine Smith, who's the first full-time assistant coach in the NFL, uh, the first female uh, full-time assistant coach with the Buffalo Bills, and kind of talked about that. So it's not just uh, a playground of like bits, but it's also a an opportunity for us to kind of just have a dialogue about stuff that we find really interesting and stuff that we feel should be talked about. For sure. Uh, I know that the boys have used this uh, descriptor and uh, that I have as well when kind of pitching it to people. Joe mentioned Weekend Update style jokes, but I think that the middle of the show, uh, the, the, the bulk of the show and something that the we know people who have listened to it thus far really appreciate about it. Uh, it's a, sex- a segment that we call walk-ons, but it's a lot like um, if you've seen any uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Um, it's a much more focused, like Joe gave two examples of something that we might do a walk-on about, uh, you know, um, the first female NFL coach, the uh, changing the name, you know, the NFL or the I'm sorry, the NHL All Star Game was really uh, weird this year. Uh, they basically fan voted a guy who had really no business being in the All Star Game uh, into it because uh, basically the fan base just thought it would be fun and interesting. And All Star Games don't mean anything anyway, really. Uh, so we we talked a lot about that because there was uh, there was stinking of a conspiracy to try yeah. to not get him to play in the game. Yeah, after he was the the fans leading vote getter across all conferences. He was supposed to be one of the captains for for his like division, for his conference or whatever. Um the NHL apparently repeatedly asked him like, "Can you please bow out of the All-Star game? Like we don't want you in there." And he's like, "No, like <laughs> I, I get I get like extra money. Yeah. My wife is pregnant with twins right now. Like I I want to do this. Like this is my only opportunity to do this." So then his team traded him and then his new team put him in the minor leagues, which made him ineligible for the All-Star game. This happened the week before the All-Star game. What? So yeah, everyone was just it like, was like WTF stinking That's of incredible. a conspiracy. Yeah. So then eventually like the league like backed down like the day before. They're like, okay, fine. John Scott can play. He'll be a captain. Fine. Whatever. And everyone was like, yay. We still don't care about the all-star game, but you did something right. Yeah. So it, it's just been really fun to, uh, I think, unpack sort of semi, semi-intellectually uh, some of those kind of like bigger stories uh, and and think about it and talk about it as people who like sports. Yeah. Nice. So uh, your podcast comes out, like you said, every Wednesday. I believe we are, what, five episodes deep right now? Uh, six. Six. Six, so yeah. Six Super drops. Bowl was six. Okay, so seven drops this Wednesday. Correct. That's awesome. So you guys yeah. have been doing this for about a month and a half. Uh, as of, what, two or three weeks ago, you're on iTunes? Yes. And you're also on nerdalogs.com. So yes. very accessible. The same way you get your stories is how you get sports retorts, except you have to search sports retorts on iTunes instead of your stories. So <laughs> It's very complicated. It's very complicated. I don't know how you find things on iTunes at all, really. Very like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, so we are going to do some stories today. Speaking of sports, uh, so the theme of today's episode is sporty 
uh, partially to differentiate this from an episode we did about sports like three years ago before Mary Beth was even in the group. Oh, wow. I don't know if anyone even remembers or, or would care that we've repeated themes now. We're getting getting to that age where it doesn't super matter. But <laughs> regardless. Uh, who I am- appreciate your attention to detail about it. Mm-hmm. I try. Well, I mean, I'm nothing if not pedantically attentive, <laughs> attentive to detail. Uh, that doesn't even matter. <laughs> we just did that episode uh, with uh, the Chicago Design Museum, and Tanner was like, can we do the theme Beginnings? And I don't want to say no to Tanner, but in my head, I'm like, okay, but we have to call it, like, Beginnings, like, I, Begin Again or something, because like, we already did Beginnings. beginnings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but, like, no one else thought that was an issue, but I'm like, no, we can't do it again. I'm the, I, uh, I'm the same way about MBSing, uh, because each person picks an individual topic. There have been a couple that have been, like a little close to a past topic and i just kind of like swing it in a direction that's not the same exactly the same yeah exactly (laughs) you don't you don't want total repeats even though like the content will be different and content is king but like you know (laughs) (laughs) know. it's all about that content that sweet sweet capital c content baby (laughs) i I like camel case content capital c capital t (laughs) with a lowercase z at the end lowercase <laughs> that's that's the unit for like how good you're doing like how many contents did you yeah do? i have a feeling this episode's gonna have at least like seven and a half ctz's yeah, yeah i think so too that's good contents <laughs> I graduated college in 2007 from the what is now called the University of Mount Union. It was only Mount Union College when I went there. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Mount Union. Yep, this one's to you guys. Yeah, that wasn't directed at you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> yeah, your story, but that's fine. just so we're clear, she wasn't congratulating you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, one's, this one's for your school. I mean, hey, they were founded 1846, so it, it wow. just took them a little bit. Yeah. Um, like nobody famous went to my school. Uh, Dom Capers former defensive coordinator in the NFL. Oh, I thought you were going to say founder of those Capers. weird things that you put on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I've had them on fish. They're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza and fish. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of capers on pizza. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's just how I think of all food. Artichokes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those things you can put on pizza sometimes. <laughs> oh, man, I love tacos. You, ever, you put them on pizza, right? <laughs> oh, dude, for real, though. All right, I'm done after this, but Roots Pizza on Lawrence, this is not a paid advertisement, but their taco pizza is off the hook. You've been talking up Roots a lot. I'm going to have to check it out. Dude, I might take myself there today. That might be my big <laughs> Valentine's Day plan. Hell yeah. See how the day develops. Ask him to make it in the shape of a heart. Well, I don't want to be that sad. Oh, it's already <laughs> kind of sad. Uh, just tell him it's for something else. It's, for- <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm a cardiologist. <laughs> You are what you eat. Okay. Proceed, Joe. Um, 2007. Mount so, Union University. Uh, after, right after I graduated school, I, I studied theater, and I knew that I wanted to move out to Chicago. Um, I knew that I wanted to come out to study at, like, Second City and I.O., and I was waiting for um, a gentleman a uh, year behind me in school to finish. We were going to move out here together. Um, he actually didn't graduate on time and needed another semester, but that's besides the point. Um, so... Between college and moving to Chicago, I decided to just get a couple jobs, make some money. Um, And uh, one of the jobs that I 
unbelievably landed was working for the Cleveland Cavaliers, the basketball team. Um, I was part of a group called the Cavs Crew. Um, and it was our job to dress up in bright yellow, like, kind of like track pants and like a jersey type shirt and we would be the ones who would throw the t-shirts in the crowd during timeouts and we would uh before the game we would walk the concourse and we would pick people to do stuff like the the half court shot or something like that so we would that was our job to kind of be like um uh liaison between the the promotion staff and like the the crowd and um it was amazing i was very lucky i turned onto it by my cousin dan who just sent me a link he's like hey dude i know you're like looking for stuff and i know that you're like an actor doesn't this sound like it would be up your alley it was like absolutely turns out like i like just missed the deadline to apply so i was like oh my god i don't know what to do i like took a picture filled out a resume mailed it in and then i was like i want to call this woman and like give her a heads up but like how am i supposed to get her contact info and i was like you know what fake it till you make it so i called the quicken loans arena uh which is at like one cavalier court which is like the where the Cavs play and I was as soon as they picked up they were like hi Quicken Loans Arena I was just like oh uh, yeah could you please transfer me to uh to Kate so and so yeah and they were like okay <laughs> and just transferred me to the woman who was like Act in like charge you know of all of this yeah I was just like what are they gonna do so I left her a voicemail I was like hi my name's Joe I just sent in a packet like it's in the mail it should be getting to you so soon I would love this opportunity blah 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 and sure enough, like a couple weeks later, I got an email like, hey, you've been selected to come in and audition for this. Amazing. Um, so it was kind of like a group audition where they just asked us all questions, but we also had to come in with a talent. So I decided my talent was stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I told like a brief, I told like a like a pretty tight five um, about how me and LeBron James were the same age. Uh, we were both, uh, we both graduated high school in 2003 and about how like... Uh, uh, he's already won like an MVP award and he, he's averaging like, uh, uh, he had 10 triple doubles this last season and he just signed a hundred million dollar contract with Nike. And my mom is like, Joey, when are you going to have a triple double? Joey, when are you going to win your MVP award? And I'm like, mom, I'm late for my shift at Quiznos. Back off. <laughs> um, which I didn't work there, but that I was, was going to say, bit. did you really work at Quiznos? No, I worked at Arby's in high school. That's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the audition went really well and they That sounds great. That yeah. sounds like they would totally eat that up. Thank you. I mean some of them were like some people were like break dancing or like juggling. I was like, this is dumb, I'm not gonna get it. But <laughs> for some reason they were like, Yeah, this sounds great. Um uh so like one of the, some of the things that they would have us do is um dress up like hot dogs and like go out and dance on the court and this is happening like when like the game is cut to commercial on tv so these are the the longer tv timeouts um i remember one time i came up with a routine it was me uh john john and i think it was tamika we all dressed in hot dogs and those two guys fabulous dancers just amazing dancers <laughs> so we're all in like felt hot dog costumes the same one we used for uh what are the regulations? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's um, what i thought of when you yeah, said that you dressed up as that, hot dogs. it's the exact same thing so like they're out like popping and locking and everything <laughs> and like they pass it off like to each other and then they both pass it off to me and then i just like lay on the ground and like fake worm <laughs> but it's just like me like convulsing the crowd died and That's it was amazing. it made me so happy that i was like oh this will be so funny to make me look like an idiot um <laughs> one time i uh our mascot is moon dog who's just a man in a dog costume i think it has something to do with like the the dj who like introduced rock and roll to 
to the radio waves or okay. whatever. Um, and one time, one of their so <laughs> he has handlers called uh, they called them animal patrol since he was uh. a dog. So they would be they would be the ones who would have to like get people away from him so he didn't have to be like please children leave me alone they could be like no 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 leave moon dog alone uh one day one of their animal patrol was sick so they had me help out like bring uh a giant mat that we had to carry underneath the um the hoop so he could do like the trampoline flip dunk um that was really cool because i was like oh my god if i put this in the wrong spot he could like break his (laughs) neck um he was a he was a great dude um but we just got to do really fun stuff, and I it was really cool being a part of that and being like backstage in the arena. Um, I remember one of my first games. Um, I was walking uh, like through the visitor concourse because the where the Cavs crew came out, we usually came out by where the uh, visitors bench was, so we were closer to the visitor locker room than the home locker room. And I remember seeing a, somebody who I was like, "Wow, that dude ju- looks just like." point guard Jason Kidd, except he's way taller than Jason Kidd would be, because I see Jason Kidd on the court all the time, and he looks so short. And then I realized, no, Jason Kidd is still a tall human being, even if he's a short basketball player. And that, like, blew my mind that I was, like, a foot shorter. And I'm, like, a foot for real. But I was, like, six, seven inches shorter than than a guy who, like, routinely looks like uh, an undersized man on right. TV. Um, one time... I got to see Kevin Garnett of the Boston Celtics come through security with his little short fur coat and his little clutch that he was carrying. And I was just like, oh, man, you're not like me at all. (laughs) We are so different. Um, And I think my favorite story um, was this was I think it was a preseason game between the Cavs and the Detroit Pistons. And one of the players on the Pistons is named Rashid Wallace. Uh, he is, by all accounts, kind of a bonkers dude. Like, short-tempered, just kind of crazy. And he was sitting on the very end of the bench. Um, so the way that the they build the the basketball court in the arena is they just lay down the wood, like, on the floor. So the, mm-hmm. the actual basketball court is probably, like, an inch to two inches off of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um one of the devices that we had to promote during these timeouts was a converted like 55 gallon drum with uh, air tanks in it where we could pull a lever and it would just shoot little plastic uh, basketballs out into the crowd. Except this thing was heavy. So we needed at least two of us to lift it that inch or two onto the court and off. So we'd get it onto the court during the timeout. We're launching balls everywhere. People love it. Kids are like me. I need balls. So like the they they do the whistle that's like hey timeouts ending. So we go to the corner again, right next to the visitor bench, and we lift the uh, fifty-five gallon drum to get it off the court, and we start to like lose it. We start to tip it, and it's about to fall right on Rashid Wallace. Me and. Uh, uh, the gentleman who's carrying it, we, Steve, uh, we are about to lose our mind. Uh, but sure enough, we like get it just in time. Meanwhile, all of the audience members behind Rashid Walls, even the players like immediately next to him are like, <gasps> like putting their hands out like, no, we're, we're, we can't, this can't happen. Like mom at a stoplight. Yeah, exactly. They were just like, no, this can't happen. And I was so afraid what Rashid Wallace was going to do, seeing that we almost like dropped this like on his foot and his knee and like whatever. And he like looks at us and just goes, 
<laughs> and he just like laughs, and me and uh, Steve were just like, "Oh, oh this could have been so much worse." Um, but those are those are just oh some of the uh, fun memories that I could recall from working on the Cavs crew for for a season and a half before my friend eventually graduated, and then we moved out here to Chicago. That's so rad. Yeah. I, I mean, that's got to be like the biggest audiences you've ever entertained, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, 20,000 people yeah. plus. Um, I mean, of course, not everyone's paying attention to you and nobody's – they're not there to see you either. Sure. But going out and still doing things in front of that many people and having a reaction, especially when uh, – the, the hot dog is probably yeah. my favorite story because – That's when, a great story. When you're throwing t-shirts in the crowd, everyone wants – to pay attention because they want the t-shirt but right. like that there wasn't any material good they were getting from it they were just like that guy's dumb and he can't <laughs> dance i mean I like you're right sobering thought but i would venture that most of our biggest shows is the nerdalogs people have not necessarily been there to see us either so like i yeah. would take that you know you're not you're, wrong yeah, yeah absolutely um so yeah it was it was definitely a cool experience probably the most fun job i've ever had that's really cool yeah, yeah. it was a blast that's uh, so great i have a a brief tag to that story about my dad um he entered a uh, charlotte north carolina radio contest at some point in my life probably around the time when uh the story that i'm gonna tell uh happened like early high school aged or so um and the contest was you submitted like a fake uh, radio commercial um just like to uh gauge voiceover talent and my dad made the like top 10 of it uh and they um asked for like really specific like um you know those radio tags that are like you know it's it from the end of one song like into another song that's mm-hmm. just like you listen to 99.7 the fox like and my dad just recorded a really good one and it, in the top 10 uh, they put them all on their website, and listeners got to vote for which one they thought was the best. And my dad won. Ah. And his prize was uh, he got to go to the Carolina School of Broadcasting for like uh, to get this like certification, basically. Um, and uh, as as a part of that uh, program, he got to do what was es- like essentially an internship for the Charlotte Checkers, which is a minor league hockey team in Charlotte. And, um, he, uh, did like, he was basically, uh, you know, Cavs crew for the checkers, but he was always on mic. So like, Uh. he was the one who, he like came out onto the ice, uh, you know, during like breaks and, uh, intermissions or whatever they, they don't call it halftime. Um, but in between periods, I guess. And like, right like rouse up the crowd and be like all right checkers fans like that my dad did that for like uh six like maybe a season i guess uh of of hockey um that's awesome it's never really like led to anything else but i it was just like so cool (laughs) that is rad yeah it was a similar thing where like i'd seen my dad you know perform and that actually ties into this story really well it'll it'll roll in pretty smoothly uh but i'd seen my dad perform before and i definitely take after him in a lot of ways where that's concerned but seeing him be able to do that in front of such a large audience and in such a like visceral like oh cool like everyone's listening to my dad uh, <laughs> rally up the crowd during the the checkers games i mean they were very highly attended because it was minor league hockey in the south uh so it, was, it had like <laughs> two strikes against it uh but it was very very cool 
That's awesome. Yeah. The uh, the entertainment – I used to go to, to hockey games at my college a lot, and Illini hockey entertainment was incredible. And one night I saw, like, two things that I will never forget, and one is the guy – who did the Star Spangled Banner was this dude who thought he was Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> so he merged the Star Spangled Banner with Eruption, literally. So he did the da na 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 part, like mixing in with the Star Spangled Banner. He did like the whammy bar dives and he did like the two finger tapping. And it was more about him doing a solo. And it was so funny and so masturbatory. I wish there was a recording of this that somewhere. It is It is straight garbage. And then I later mean, is, that is night. Is there anything more American than that, though? No. It was so. And I, like, I don't know what That's he thought, like, point. if someone, like, some record exec that loved the 80s would be in Champagne that night and be like, yes, you, you're who we're going to sign for Van Halen 2. Uh, I have no idea. And then later that night, uh, so we went to the game for my buddy Craig's birthday, and Craig's was, like, magically chosen out of all, like, all the seats in the arena. Three people got to, like, take the half-court shot to, like, try to win a prize. Yeah. And, like, he missed so terribly <laughs> and we gave him so much shit the rest of the night to the point where he actually got mad at us and like yelled at us and was like guys this isn't funny anymore like i tried my best and i'm i've fucked it up and like don't ruin my birthday or some oh. shit like that so yeah um so that was a really great night that's <laughs> yeah. so funny that's hard but like because uh, it's so easy to just, like, res people about stuff like that. But you know they have to be, like, pretty bummed out about it to begin with. Oh, yeah. But it's just hard to, like, check yourself from uh, doing things like that. Yeah. I know I've definitely gotten in trouble uh, for things like that before with friends. So my uh, my life with sports um, has I've always existed as a Braves fan and a, a University of Georgia Bulldogs fan. Um, and uh, if you want to hear uh, my story about being a Braves fan, uh, you can find it somewhere in the Your Stories annals, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but anyway, um, my life actually on uh, sporting fields started when I was like five i started playing soccer and i just loved it i loved uh everything about the sport just like i was a defender um and i think that i always kind of prided myself on uh being able to like intellectually uh be a good defender and maybe not if uh uh, maybe not so much being able to like back it up with actual skill. Um, but I was, I was pretty good for a time. And then like people started hitting puberty and like getting better. And I was like <laughs> the same height. And, uh, there's that you can only run so fast when you're five foot two. Um, and, uh, just kind of getting skunked a decent amount. And, uh, and, uh, I, I was a, a goalkeeper for a while and that, I kind of got displaced from as well, uh, due to height limitations. Um, but my freshman year of high school, um, I, uh, I was on the varsity girls soccer team. We did not have a junior varsity. I probably would have been just junior varsity if we had had one, (laughs) but, uh, I had played soccer my entire life up to that point. I, every single fall, like Every opportunity I had, I was in a rec league soccer team, but it was this was my first time playing for a school. Um, and a lot of people on the team had never really played before. And so I was like, 
a little defensive, uh, no pun intended. Um, but I was just like, uh, like my coach kind of like pulled this other woman to be our goalkeeper who had never been a goalie, goalie before. And I was just like, but I, but I, d- but me, like I've been doing this for so long. And, uh, these other women were very athletic. Like <laughs> it was a lot of women who were also cheerleaders, uh, just trying to kind of do like an off season sport. And it just like ticked me off so much. Um, but I really like didn't get as much playing time as I would have liked to. And part of that was because I also at the time was doing a play. I was doing um, Bye Bye Birdie, uh, which is kind of this like musical uh, that kind of satires the Elvis like phenomenon. Um, and uh, it's all about like his, this main character's uh, Birdie. Um, Conrad Birdie is like very much a stand in for Elvis. Uh, and I was one of the women who kind of like fawned over him. I was a, a teenager. Um, and my dad was in it with me. Um, and, uh, I kind of like, I didn't get cast in either of the two major roles. So I was kind of bummed out and I kind of felt like I was existing in a similar plane on both fields. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh man, like I wish I had been, I wish I had a slightly larger role in this show. I wish I got some more playing time in soccer, but it was definitely hard to balance those two things together. Both of them probably with uh, soccer definitely took a hit from like when I had to, I couldn't miss rehearsals. I couldn't miss shows. You know, I missed at least one game for a performance. Um, but I had a great time. It was so much fun. I loved doing them. It was, I think it was the first musical I'd ever really done. Uh, and still one of the only ones I've ever really done. And it was just, just a total blast. Um, so, uh, my sophomore year, um, my coach, made me choose to either be on the soccer team or uh, be in the musical that my community theater was putting on. He was like, I just like, I don't want you to be like missing. I just like talked to him about it basically. And he was like, honestly, like if you miss as much as you did last year, blah, blah, blah. Like I think it would affect your playing time. And um, ultimately I decided not to audition for Annie Get Your Gun. And uh, my dad was in it again. Um, he played Buffalo Bill. Uh, it was so great. And uh, I ended up, like, hanging out backstage a lot uh, just because my dad was there. Um, and every time I would go and hang out and, like, see them rehearse and, and um, all that, I would really regret it. Like, I, I really, like, think I let my desire to to really, like, dig into the sports thing and like really get more playing time and try to be a part of this team that I don't even really think I meshed with very well personality wise. Uh, and and I wanted that so badly that I like went to, I would go to this place where I did absolutely mesh personality wise with like everyone involved where I may not have been like, you know, anywhere close to a lead character, like most of the leads were much more adult than I was at that point, but I certainly would have been in an ensemble role in some, in some way I would think. Uh, and, uh, I just would go and be like, man, you, you really fucked up this. Smith. <laughs> like I, I just be really like, I'd be really bummed out because like ultimately 
my experience on the soccer team wasn't any more satisfying than it had been the year before. And I was missing out on this thing that like very obviously would have been a good time. Uh, so I think I've learned, I think I learned a really like valuable lesson from that. Um, in that, uh, while sometimes you kind of have to make difficult decisions, um, of what to be a part of and, uh, what to focus time and energy on, I think you really have to be, uh, like true to yourself and your essence and the people that you like want to be around and who want to be around you and not try to fool yourself into thinking like, well, if I do this, it's kind of like the cool choice or, you know, like I'm not really sure what my, my drive in that decision-making process was aside from just feeling like soccer had been such a big part of my life for so long that I wanted it so badly to remain that way. And now looking back, I'm just like, this is hilarious because (laughs) this like performing just means like a thousand times more to me than playing soccer. Like ever soccer is a thing that I sometimes do on Saturday mornings. Like if I can get enough, like if enough people that I know through the performing community can like Mm -hmm. pull together a pickup game and I, you know, spend who knows how many hours, uh, working towards being a professional performer. So, um, lesson learned via sports teams. And like, kind of a dick move for that coach right yeah (laughs) but i mean in a way i guess it maybe had the right effect on you or like a positive effect that's that's not a bad point i know and i don't think i've ever really thought about it like that is that i think that's a really good point that i I took away something important even though i feel like i made a mistake in the moment oh yeah i mean it's definitely a shitty thing for like a authority figure to do is like make you choose but i think it's it was probably ended up being good for you to think about your priorities in that way and like what you really valued uh, yeah, I'm, sure. I mean, I'm glad you're on this side. Me too. Mostly because yeah. if you were a soccer player, I don't know what the fuck I talked to you about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was the other thing was like, it should have been so apparent to me that I was like the comic relief on most <laughs> like sports teams that I was on, especially as I got older. And once I started playing for teams where, uh, I felt like we were more on the same playing field in terms of like personality types and stuff like that because once I went I changed high schools between my sophomore and junior year and I kept playing soccer um I was on I was actually on an all boys team because we only had one team and there were like four women on the team and I dealt with a lot of the same struggles of like getting playing time and things like that but I certainly felt more like respected as a part of that team than I ever did at my my first school uh, and just to be clear, like uh, the Buffalo Bill in that Annie Get Your Gun, that was the Mr. Smith of the Charlotte Checkers fame, correct? Same. Wow. One in what a celebrity. The same. That's sweet. <laughs> My dad is like kind of a local celebrity <laughs> uh, just because like we live in this tiny town and he has such a big personality that I think anyone who knows of him through the... The play, the community playhouse, or uh, any of his very like MC gigs, which <laughs> he does. Uh, people, people love that guy. Not really appropriate to anything but the Annie Get Your Gun. But last weekend, Katie and Logan and I had lunch in this cafe that was lined with like 
um, like uh, Broadway posters, and one was for Annie Get Your Gun, and we decided it would be funny if like Annie Get Your Gun was like some Michael Bay esque like sequel to Annie, <laughs> where the, like this poor orphan girl has to arm herself for what's next, because that like literally that's what it sounds that like. Sounds and then really of course funny. like Aerosmith provides the theme, you know, Annie Get Your Gun. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good bit, right? Yeah, great bit. Good bit. Uh, killer, killer content. I I'm, give that three CTZs. <laughs> well, <Perfect>. well deserved. <laughs> Perfect. I'm hoping there's some place for a smooth criminal on the soundtrack. Yeah. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Bam! And that's that's now five CTZs. For wow! <laughs> you just punch that up by exactly two CTZs. That's. I'm going to get this scale down pretty soon. I think, I, I think I'm starting to understand it. It's going to be a big year for the Nerdlehog. <laughs> We're routinely going to be pumping out like 25 CTZs a week. We're so rich in contents. <laughs> yes, I'm going to swim in it like Scrooge McDuck. Uh, So I, I guess I'll talk about my my youth in sports too, because you wouldn't know this by looking at me or like talking to me or or just kind of having me in your life. But I actually used to be really into sports as well, and that took two phases when I was a kid. The first phase, which I've kind of talked about before, is uh, it was kind of part and parcel with like the rise of collector culture in the early '90s, like basketball players in like from 92 to 96 the two dream team era were like superheroes and they were marketed like superheroes and man did i buy into that i had like the starting lineup action figures i had like the fleer and tops uh basketball cards because you know you buy you go to the store and buy marvel cards you might as well buy some basketball cards too like I don't know. It was just this weird time where, like, everything that you could love as a kid was marketed to you in, like, book and card form. And and a lot of that ended up being really bad for all those industries. Like, the sports card market is almost non-existent. The comic market took a long time to recover. But, like, at that time, man, it was the fucking sweetest. And, yeah, I was so in. Like, I, my Michael Jordan action figure was, like, one of my most prized figures next to, like, Optimus Prime, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> and, the, like, I had no desire to really play basketball beyond with my friends. That's the weirdest thing about it. I don't know if that's atypical, but like, I think the thing about sports stars is when you look at them, you think, oh, I could emulate, I could be this person. I never thought that. To me, they were like Batman or like the Hulk. Like, I could never be Shaq, but like, it was so fun to watch Shaq and to like idolize him and to buy his jersey and read his biography. And I don't know why that worked for me back then. And I do not care about sports personalities anymore, but. Man, it hit so hard for me then. Like I had a dream team coloring book. <laughs> like a paint a paint by numbers dream team coloring book. And I loved it. That's I, so funny. I, it was like literally every page was just like uh, now the dream team is playing Russia and now they're playing <laughs> I don't know, Brazil. Like there's not like adventures for them to go on. Although do you remember the show I think it was called All Stars? Yes. It was Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Bo, Bo Jackson, Jackson and Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yes. They were literally superheroes yes. who had like adventures with a little kid. That's all I've been thinking about when you st- started. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Is it a cartoon? Yes. It was in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, there, I, I think there were nothing. also like three kids and maybe like a dog. Yeah. It was like all part of their. You guys remember the Disney show, The Jersey? <laughs> no. Oh, wasn't it magical? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime totally. they put the jersey on, it like transported them into an actual sport. Uh, an actual athlete. 
Yes. Whoa. It was a magical jersey. I will say in All-Stars, I always felt bad for Bo Jackson because he had to hold down two sports because he had Michael with basketball and Wayne with hockey. And then Bo was kind of the representative of both football and baseball. Yeah. I felt a little bad for Bo. I mean, I think eventually Michael Jordan and he shared the uh, baseball torch. The dual representation. Yeah. yeah definitely. Maybe Wayne, Wayne Gretzky also had like lacrosse or something that we don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, even back then, I was like, oh, Wayne is the least impressive of these people. <laughs> Wow. Not to diminish his achievements in hockey, but... Yeah, he's only, yeah. like, the greatest all-time in his sport ever. Right. But then you have Michael Jordan and Bob Jackson. Right. I so. think it's just the nature of how people view hockey. Yes, exactly. The other sports. Exactly my point. Yeah. Uh, there was no hockey dream team. Yeah. You know, or even if well, there was, it wasn't marketed as such. I think that's also probably, like, I, I could be wrong, um, and maybe people from uh, more regional places than I am... Uh, or closer to my regional part of the uh, U.S. that, like, I think maybe because... Because I've heard you and Kevin both speak to this uh, uh, on your stories, um, that, like, the Dream Team was this huge, uh, like, phenomenon. And I, I don't know if I just miss that because I... Uh, am slightly younger. I don't know if I miss that because of where I grew up and, like, because basketball just like wasn't as big of a like thing in that area or if it was just because like the bulls and michael jordan were so huge at that point in time that like you guys being from this area it just was inescapable yeah i was just gonna say like i neither of us grew up in chicago but kevin was like an hour and a half out and i was about two and a half out and yeah like that was the Bulls dynasty. Like, you couldn't escape the dominance of, like, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, BJ Armstrong. Uh, how far else? I don't I don't know if I could go further down than that. I used to be able to name them all. But, like, yeah, that was the time, man. So maybe, like, for Illinois, for sure, it was, like, a much bigger thing. Like, I remember people being big, you know, Jordan fans and Pippen and Rodman even. But, like, yeah. I just – it wasn't, like – action figures and coloring books. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that might have been a regional thing. I, I mean – Although I feel like it was probably in a couple of regions because, like, uh, Orlando had Shaq. You know, Utah had Carl uh, Malone and Scott. Uh, oh, John Stockton at the time. Yeah. Like, a lot of dominant players. Charles Barkley. Like, still I think of them as superheroes. Charles what? Barkley fought Godzilla. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a promo that I think TNT did. Barkley fought Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that during our Young Lurch interview. Oh. A little bit. I just do briefly. remember that very uh, briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had Muggsy Bogues out of Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The like the shortest, most like the combination of short and impactful, right? Like that was yeah. centered in Muggsy Bogues. Very true. Yeah, uh, and I mean Space Jam. Like, oh yeah, Space Jam was undeniably had an effect on it, my uh, basketball like knowledge mm-hmm. and interest, especially for those like five guys oh yeah but at that point a lot of them weren't even really playing basketball anymore i think true it definitely tapped into that early 90s uh rosters i mean they they literally like rescue michael from his baseball career <laughs> yeah in that yeah. movie yeah uh but so then around like 96 ish my my interest in sports kind of changed and i i don't i was thinking about this this morning i don't really know why this happened i'm only gonna be able to venture a guess but i played some sports in like the sixth seventh grade 
uh, region, and they are not the sports that you guys would guess. They're not typical. So I took golf and tennis lessons. Oh. Yeah, that's exactly the right response. And I'm trying to think of why. And here's what I came up with. So, like, my family, uh, I grew up in the Quad Cities, and we were kind of like upper middle class Quad Cities. And even though my parents got divorced, I have this feeling that my mom wanted me to kind of remain in that social circle of, like, though upper middle class quad cityans which again that's that's not saying much it's the quad cities let's temper our expectations but this circle did exist and so i think like i was kind of being groomed for like the white bread sports you know <laughs> oh you can take golf lessons that's something business people do you know yeah. oh you know maybe you can play tennis for something that's a little more active but it's not like a down and dirty sport and yeah. it, you know it's very much just like a pleasant way to pass the afternoon kind of sport <laughs> And I, I liked them both at the time. And then like a year later, I'm like, well, I'm done with that. Like, <laughs> I, c- I could still play tennis to this day and I think it's fun. But I don't know why that was my like one competitive sport like uh, like engagement that's still so weird to me. But like all the kids – the reason why I started thinking about it is in terms of like classes, all the kids that I was – uh, in those lessons with were like snooty, like Marco Polo wearing like, oh, you know, we think we're better than you kind of people. Uh, not all, but like a good portion. Like there are definitely kids in the golf class who had like the, the preppy, like I'm going to make you feel like shit because you don't have as much money as me kind of thing going on. And man, like I'm so glad I'm not a part of that world, <laughs> but yeah. what a weird thing to do when, for me in sixth and seventh grade. <laughs> that is not Eric at all. That's not on brand. That's bad content. <laughs> It's like minus minus two C T Z S minus two C T Z S. Um, I I almost made my story about how I despised sports growing up, and uh, before I eventually got into them, um, I played little league for half a season, and then I quit. I was the backup right fielder, which I think MB could tell you that's. I didn't see a lot of action. No way. Yeah. Um, I had a really hard time wrapping my mind around the fact that you can run through first base, but you can't run through second <laughs> or third. I was like, this seems inconsistent at best. <laughs> um, they like, had baselines leading you to right. believe that. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I did taekwondo for a little bit um yeah as soon as i earned my white belt i quit citing allergies <laughs> um i do know that i did like a saturday morning bowling league for a little bit i remember vividly being so excited that i got to bring home a patch when i broke like 125 and i was just wow. like i did it i don't think i've ever broken 125 in a bowling i'm oh, a terrible oh, bowler man. You're jogging these memories. I also did taekwondo and bowling. I didn't count bowling in high school, but yeah, taekwondo I did for a long time, and I quit when my dad joined to try to do something with me. I guess I was being a little shit. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, so funny. What belt were you? I actually got to brown belt. I made wow, it a long wow. way. Yeah. That's just shy of br- uh, black, right? Yeah. Well, so there's like levels of brown and then okay. there's a temporary black. So I was like, I think there's like five or seven levels of brown and I was like second or third. So I had a wow. way to go. That's awesome. Yeah. But so I did it for a impressive. long time. Yeah. Yeah. I broke like one piece of wood and I was like, I'm done. This was enough. Thank you. I, I really didn't. I think I just, once I started soccer, I just never stopped. So I think that limited my foray to other sports. Um, I played t-ball and then softball. And the first couple seasons, I played for softball for, I think, a season. And I did not 
enjoy the women that I played softball with. And I was, this was, you know, I was still really young. Whenever the age would be when you would transition from t-ball into, like, more serious uh, actual pitching. Um, And I I didn't care for it. And then the next (laughs) season came around and uh, there was a coach pitch league. And I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds cool. But it was baseball and uh, it was, like, all boys. And I was like, why don't they have a coach pitch softball league? This is stupid. Well, I'm just going to play in the boys league. <laughs> and I was the only girl on my team. And I was the only girl on, like, any teams that we played against. And I think it really did a lot for, like, perpetuating my, like, tomboy nature for <laughs> anyone viewing from the outside. Uh, I did that. And I did enjoy it a lot more than – I remember enjoying it more than uh, softball. But after that, I was kind of like, meh. I, I think I'm over this uh, – baseball thing and then i started playing basketball um i did that through uh i was in rec leagues in middle school and i actually played on my high school's varsity basketball team my junior and senior year damn we were like your team's monkey boats not have a junior varsity (laughs) i went to a math and science school if you wanted to play you could play (laughs) i was kind of my team's i wasn't that good uh at all but i was like good defensively and i was definitely on that team like a spiritual leader like i was much more like comfortable cutting up i played with some of my best friends were on that team as well that was one of the reasons i played was because a couple other girls i was really good friends with were planning on playing and uh it was in the soccer off season so it felt like good like conditioning um but yeah it was really fun i think my one of my like proudest uh sports moments of my life was on that team um our uh my senior year we had this really good junior who was our point guard and um she uh like was one of the only people who had really played at her school before she came to this one um so she was like stellar (laughs) compared to the rest of us (laughs) and she fouled out in the first quarter oh like something somehow she was just like getting really hot and like People were really putting a lot of pressure on her because she was so good, and she fouled out so quickly. And we did not have another point guard, and oh, so my no. coach, my coach was like, "MB," and I was like, "Oh no!" So like everyone on the team and all of the spectators, we like people were very supportive of our sports teams just because it was really fun. We went to such a small school that uh, everyone would come out and cheer for their friends. So like all the spectators knew that I wasn't a point guard. Everyone knew that Ellen was like our like go-to point. Um, my team knew. So everyone was just being like immeasurably supportive and it felt really good even though i was so nervous and so bad so i'd like call plays and just like playing really hard um and it was easy to play that hard because it was just like really low stakes you know what i mean no one really expected much from me and i just remember um our biology teacher uh calling from the stands he started calling me the hammer It was incredible. Like, I felt like a fucking rock star, even though I played so poorly and we lost so badly. But hearing, uh, we called him Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill yelling from the stands, Hammer! And like, every time I saw him in the hallways from that day on, he'd always just be like, man, 
got the got the hammer over here. Oh, like, I'd, I'd really love to believe that the other team, when that started, they're like, oh, shit, the hammer. <laughs> Who's the hammer? She's out there. Oh, we're screwed. Yeah, it was just like... It felt it never was like punching down. It was everyone on my side, but still kind of like poking fun at the situation. And uh, I just I nothing has felt more like performative about sports to me than that that moment. Hey, wait a minute, Joe. Have you heard those reports about a vigilante around town named the hammer? You oh, yeah. You yeah. don't think. Uh, no. Uh, um, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. There's there's somebody who's um, just dressing up in like um, uh, soccer cleats and, oh. and a um, and a, a Braves helmet. Whoa. Um, who's like, apparently they're just like, uh, just like a consummate team player and like really high energy and kind of like a, like a spiritual leader that's just going around like beating up criminals at night. Uh, and then as, uh, he or she, nobody knows who it is. Um, uh, but perhaps like, n- not like, not like a huge person at all, by the way. Just like, <laughs> like actually like a smaller than like average. Like maybe adult. like a Muggsy Bogues ish. Sure. Yeah. Each. I yeah. suppose if you were going to line up a lot of vigilantes, this person would be like the, the Muggsy Bogues of them. Um, but then as, as he or she just runs off, they just go, Hammer! Hammer! <laughs> you haven't heard about that? It was in the uh, red eye. No, that sounds really, really cool. I'm gonna have to look into that. But no one else, no one else should look into it. No one should try to figure out who that person is because, like, they should be able to maintain anonymity, right? They have, they have the right to do, they have the right to do that. You guys, he or she. I mean, this is honestly, we're starting to get into the debate of uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. (laughs) Yeah, which that might be another episode. Uh, Interestingly, you did. uh, I think you named our sponsors for this week. I haven't checked the spreadsheet yet, but I think our sponsors are the Red Eye. So, Red Eye, thanks so much for your hard hitting reporting, uh, especially in regards to the hammer. I really hope we figure (laughs) this one out. I don't feel safe with some vigilante out there, as much as a team player as he or she may be. I, I, I'm sure he or she means no harm. To anyone except uh, injustice, <laughs> the video game injustice. <laughs> God's he or she doesn't like it. Uh, cool. I think we're about to wrap it up. Do you guys want to say anything else about uh, sports retorts? Follow us on Twitter yeah. at Huli and the Joe. Uh, you can email us at sportsretorts at gmail dot com. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. That would be really great. Um, rate us share us um it's a lot of fun to work on i'm really proud of the stuff of the content that we're pushing out there it's very good Uh, really good show thank you thanks man um yeah we just have a lot of fun with it and i i hope people have fun listening to it i oh sorry no go ahead i uh i have one more thing to add and i haven't run this by uh huli and the joe yet but i think it's a fun concept so i don't think they would argue with me uh we do a uh, segment at the end of the show called Garbage Time, where we basically I ask the guys uh, hypothetical like sports questions. Um, I remember one off the top of my head was like the uh, Peyton Manning um, was drafted when uh, Cam Newton was nine years old. Which athlete would you like to see take on a kid, and in what challenge? You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're just kind of like, would you rather sports? Um, and you can get a better sense of that, uh, by listening, but I would love to field if anyone wanted to give us things like that, like Absolutely. tweet at, at Julian, the Joe, or send us an email at sports retorts. Um, or, or even if you have any like specific topic that you want, uh, them to like speak on, um, we're definitely open to suggestions like that, but I think it'd be really fun to field garbage time questions from listeners. I think so too. That's uh, a great idea. Yeah, that would be great. So tweet at us. 
to hashtag garbage time. Hashtag garbage time. Love it. And uh, speaking of rating and reviewing things, if you guys could rate and review this show on iTunes, please tell us how many contents you feel this, uh, you know, any given episode is. We'd yeah. really appreciate the CTZ rating. It really helps us with our, our, uh, our numbers. Yeah. So when we can submit this to King of Content, uh, <laughs> we need to have an aggregate content score of at least 250. And so, yeah, any help you guys can give would be super great. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with a live episode next week. Oh, real quick. So Live Your Stories is Sunday. Uh, it's our fan fiction episode. First half is Six Storyteller. Second half is an episode of He-Man I wrote when I was 14. So, hey, that's where I went from not playing sports. Fuck <laughs> like, tennis. I'm going to write about He-Man. So uh, be there for that. All right, guys, uh, thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye. 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 This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.